Welcome to Bury the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jen Zerati. And I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press multimedia producer, Aaron Labar. It's so hot out. Oh my gosh. Oh my god, it's hot. No AC over here. Yes. I am melting. I have lots of AC, so we're in my basement right now. Yeah, I'm loving it. <laughs> I'm loving it. But that's one of the things we're going to talk about today is yes. uh, beating the heat and how to cope with your life during a heat wave. Right. Particularly if you hate summer, like Aaron. Yes, I, I do. I hate summer. <laughs> Uh, what else are we talking about today? We're going to talk about Folklorama because we're right in the middle of it. Jen and I have both been working on content for the paper. I am involved on numerous tiers. <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk about uh, that. First, though, how was your week? Um, it was good. We're somehow August. I think we mentioned this is supposed to be less busy than the rest of the summer, but mm-hmm. it hasn't really. Uh-huh. That hasn't really happened. <laughs> but it was the long weekend last weekend, and um, my mom's side of the family, we have now a second annual uh, sleepover, Sodder Clan sleepover, they call it, at my aunt and uncle's cottage in Grindstone Provincial Park. That's fun. It is, except there's not enough beds in the cabin for everybody. Oh, so some of you have to camp. Right. And like my sister-in-law is pregnant, so we're not going to make her camp. And like my mom is 65 and we're not going to make her camp. So it kind of falls down to like my aunt and uncle and myself and my partner, Nick. And I am an indoor cat. Like I do not enjoy being outside. I don't like camping. I don't like bugs. I don't like heat. I don't like cold. (laughs) <laughs> like I like being inside where you can literally can c- control everything. Where does it comfortable 21 C exactly. <laughs> so I was like, okay, it's just for two nights. Like I can just be an adult and deal with yeah. it. Right. So my only caveat was having a big enough tent so that I didn't feel like I was claustrophobic because it was okay. actually supposed to be very hot last weekend. It didn't turn out to be very hot, but my concern was that I would Small burst into flames. Yeah. So my my fiance goes to his parents' house and gets a six person tent. Oh so it's like God. bigger than our apartment, basically. <laughs> and we set it up and I was like, wow, this is pretty luxurious. Like we could stand up in it. And then we blow up the air mattress and all this stuff. But I guess when he was sleeping or when he was blowing it up, he hit this like nozzle called like comfort nozzle or I, I don't know. And Com- I comfort nozzle is an incredible name for a band <laughs> right <laughs> and so I and then all night it was slowly releasing air oh so I woke God. up at two o'clock in the morning basically sleeping on the cold damp ground because it had deflated so much and I just rolled over and I was like I hate this <laughs> also misleadingly named comfort nozzle yeah like why was why is that so then in the middle of the night I'm like trying to pump it up at least a little bit enough that I could fall asleep oh, to no avail and I was so grumpy about it I have only camped a few times because I grew up with cabins. Yes. Um, but the few times I have, once I got to sleep, you have the sleep of the dead because you're yeah. outside and yeah. it's all the fresh air. Yeah. Good stuff. But yeah, it's getting to sleep. Well, the second night we closed the comfort nozzle, I popped a sleeping pill and I had a very excellent sleep. But the first night was rough and I hated it. Yeah, it's uh, it's not my favorite either. Like, and then I, it was cold and rainy and we couldn't yeah. go to the beach and everyone's stuck in the cabin. And like, I love my family, but that's just too many people in the small space. It's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. Yeah. Um, we were going to go to the lake for the long weekend, but then my husband was sick. So we actually ended up staying home, which was kind of nice. Yes. I wish we had done that. <laughs> yes. Because, you know, long weekends at home are kind of in short supply mm-hmm. and, you know, you kind of got to take time off when you can get it in the summer. So it was kind of just nice to like be at home. Mm-hmm. 
so yeah, that was kind of my, especially after coming out of, as we've discussed, a busy July, it was kind of nice to just be like a book. Also, as I'm sure I've talked about my pergola. Oh yeah. I see you have hung some flowers out there. I've hung some flowers. I've hung some lights. I went from not really knowing what a pergola is to ask me anything about pergolas and <laughs> it's the best. So it's kind of nice to also just have a backyard place to go. No driving. Folklorama. That's the Woo. that's the intro that comes on when you right before a show. Really? Yeah. Folklorama. <laughs> Please turn this. off your cell phones. And blah, blah. <laughs> they tells you about all the sponsors, and we are one of them. And yeah, it's like a whole thing that every pavilion has to play before a show. People oh. who know who have gone will understand my reference. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have not been yet this year. I have. I know. Like week one is like gone Coming to a close. Yeah. I know. Like ah, oh, I need to get my cabbage rolls. From the Hungarian I am pavilion. going to get them for you tonight when I go. The best ever pavilion. The Hungarian pavilion. <laughs> Cabbage rolls the size of your head. Seriously. They are humongous. <laughs> I love but, it. Uh, folks around, for those who are not Winnipeg listeners. Yeah. And we have like seven we of do. you. We love you guys. Um, it is Canada's longest running multicultural festival. Yes. And so it happens, it's 49th year for Folklorama. Yes, it so is. So next year's the big five zero. Um, two weeks. In August, there's what forty three pavilions. Forty four. Pa- oh, forty three. Yes. Forty three pavilions. Forty three. Yes. Um, representing different cultures, and it's fun. It is fun. I think I said I may have said this last year, so forgive me for repeating myself, but I feel like it's worth repeating. I find folklorama is one of those things that it's really easy to be like cynical and snobby about. Like, yes, of you course. Know, it's yeah. like it's like a folky community. But you know what? To those people, have their fun socks hat on because it's actually so much fun. It is so much fun, and it's such a cost-effective way to travel. Really, yeah. Like it is like and it's become a, like a winnipeg cliche cliche now to call like folklorama a passport but it kind of is it because is you can interact with people that are often like newcomers or first generation canadians or first generation canadians you can like taste food from all over the world you can be exposed to like dance and yeah i especially love the pavilions that cook all their food on site yeah because it's like Someone's grandma's back there making an empanada and I'm into it. Yeah. yeah. I like that so much. <laughs> like that is, and that's why you go. Like, yeah. It's, it's so. Well, our, my pavilion, I'm involved in the Slovenia pavilion. We're like that too. Yes. Like we make all of our food on site and literally it's like my friend's grandma's up there like making stuffed peppers. So it's, it's legit. <laughs> and there's a story about that in the. Yeah. Jill Wilson um, went to one of the, we make all of our pastries as well by hand. Which is actually bananas it really is because when you think so about so intricate yeah. and beautiful so i sent jill wilson and our photographer mike deal to um tag up with the ladies who are making a lemon tort which is one of our most popular most famous bakery items and they spent some time there and, and watched the ladies and i showed jill the recipe and it's literally two and a half pages long <laughs> of like size 12 font and she's like oh my god yeah it's intense but it's so good it's uh, some of the, there's things that I have eaten at Folklorama that I will literally look forward to for the rest of the year. Like yeah. the Hungarian cabbage rolls. Yeah. My God. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, another pavilion that I also really enjoyed um, when I went to it. I don't think it was last year. I think it was the year before, but the Korean pavilion. Mm-hmm. The like Taekwondo they demonstration show. to yeah. K-pop is amazing. Like I, I went to, I've been to six pavilions this year already. 
Yeah, you were at a bunch last night. I went, went to a bunch last night. So we went to the Russian Pavilion last night. And whenever I go to the Russian Pavilion, like their shows are always great, but I always leave very confused. And they had these uh, dancers in, I don't think they were local. I'm pretty sure they're from Russia or from somewhere in Europe. And they were amazing. And they were like doing all these flips and spins. And then all of a sudden, this like man in a robot costume comes out. And I was so confused. <laughs> yeah. And we're all like, okay. I mean, it was neat, but I just didn't understand what it was about. But it was great. I love the show a lot. Yeah. They typically have a. <clears throat> I have and heard. the costumes are so amazing. I the Russian pavilion is actually one of the only pavilions I volunteered at because my best friend in high school, her parents are on the Russian pavilion. Oh, okay. so they were kind of the ones that started their that up. Band, their yeah. live band was bananas. Their, their guitar player, holy crow! Yeah, I think he has been in so, years previous. Yeah, he's amazing. But they they go to town on the entertainment. But I remember um in high school when the pavilion started mm-hmm. and like, you know, you'd go and you'd kind of like make fun of your friends and their traditional yeah. gear. And yeah. then I was on the end fun. of that mockery for many years of my life. Of course you were. Yeah. Um but I also volunteered I remember taking tickets and so I would try out all my Russian phrases. Uh-huh. And I fooled people. They were speaking to me in Russian. And uh-huh. I yeah, that's I always so satisfying. I didn't speak Russian, but it was very satisfying. But that's the only uh Fulcarama volunteering that yeah. I've done. Well, I've done volunteering for yes. 29 years of my life. That is amazing. Um, but I also last night went to the Métis Pavilion, which you did a story on because it's their first year. Yes, this it's, a year. New, it's a new Métis Pavilion. I loved it. Like, I wish I could adequately describe how, like, amped up I felt after that show because they do the step dancing with, like, with the taps on yeah, their shoes. Yeah, Asham Stompers. Yeah, are... Asham Stompers. And they did, um, what is it, the Red River Jig. Yes. And I was there with a whole bunch of people from my pavilion and we were just loving life. Like, they were incredible. Yeah, they are. So, it's there has been a Métis Pavilion before, but I think the last time it was there was like 10 years ago. Oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. But the pavilion coordinator is Arnold Asham, mm-hmm. who some people may recognize as the professional curler and the guy behind all the Asham curling supplies, which is like oh. an institution. Yeah. Um, he f- helped form the Asham Stompers. The kind of after he was retiring. Yeah. And yeah, like I, there was a story in the free press a couple of years ago about how he had like, like gotten all like fit again and was like, he was en- in there with them life. dancing. I know he, and like he's 68. I, it was unbelievable. So and then they had been, like a whole like second, like yeah. career for him. And it was so cute though. Yeah. Cause every time like the dancers would come in at the beginning and he would introduce them by name and what part of Manitoba they're from. And then there were these like younger kids. I would say I'm very bad at guessing ages, but I would say they were around 10, give or take. They were incredible. Like so good. There was one little guy, his name was Hunter and he was, his family lives where the tornado went through. Mm -hmm. And he was like, he stood on stage and told this like 10 minute narrative of like what happened when the tornado came. And it was like sad, but so sweet. And he was just like, I, I so admire kids who are have no stage fright and are can just like get totally. up there and just do their thing. It was great. I loved it. And it's so cool. And part of my story when I interviewed Arnold about it is he like he's like, yeah, he's like, I really think that what we're doing here is saving lives because we go to a lot of these communities yeah. and people who, you know, for so long were denied their heritage mm-hmm. like he told me actually and it was something that didn't make it into the story because it's one of those things cutting room floor things but he was telling me about the reason why the red river jig is kind of like it's all in your feet and the top part yeah, of it is he, very straight yeah. i'm sure he told the yeah, story he did yeah. as well but yeah it's so in case there was like government officials driving by they couldn't tell what you were doing it just looked like you were kind of like walking around your house but yeah it was a way for them to continue to dance 
and a lot of cultures have that kind of dance right yeah like yeah a lot of similarities to like Irish dancing for example yeah totally um so yeah super cool like you always learn stuff Mm -hmm. like when you go as particularly if the shows are good but it's also just super entertaining like yeah so the El Salvador pavilion is another new pavilion and you're doing a story about that too yes pumping out the folklorama content folklorama so yeah (laughs) so we tend to try to profile the new pavilions because some are like like yours, for example, that have been around, around forever. Yeah. yeah. And then sometimes there's new ones. So there also was an El Salvador pavilion like back in the day. I want to say like 2003. Um, but they are another example where they make all their food in-house by Ooh. volunteers. So pupusas, tamales, oh, yes. dessert empanadas, which oh, sounds yes. very intriguing to me. Like guava filled. Delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think people are going to think all we do is talk about food. Well, it takes up a large part of our life. I'm not going to It lie. does food it's <laughs> it's what unites us really yeah so Fogorama the first week ends on Saturday and then the second week starts on Sunday and runs through to the following Saturday and you can buy tickets online I was gonna say if you are interested in going to the Métis Pavilion they said they're on track to sell out for the next few nights so yeah you might want to take advantage of that online purchasing ahead of time get in there and this is also the first time yeah that you can buy tickets online yeah I'm Fulgrama. working admissions next week and I am terrified at how this is going to work yes. <laughs> so we're gonna see God, how it goes Godspeed. yeah <laughs> um so in addition to folklorama going on yeah we're also experiencing quite the heat wave it is spicy out there <laughs> it has been i think i may get this wrong but i think i was reading that it's been the hottest summer in 30 I, years i would honestly believe it me too i can't remember being this uncomfortable for this long it has been just so hot 37 on yeah on the weekend it's supposed to be 37 it's a temperature in winnipeg oh god that's <laughs> i just again no ac hate summer this is like my worst nightmare another thing that people should keep in mind is people who are experiencing homelessness right and all the shelters in town yes running low on water everyone needs water everyone needs water so if you can you know spare the time and money to like buy a couple cases and bottled water yeah yeah. main street project i know was looking probably all the other ones i would imagine every shelter would accept cases of bottled water at this point yeah it's gonna be like emergency situation exactly so we often think about people who are experiencing homelessness in the winter time right Mm -hmm. so there's often you know we talk about like wind chill warnings we live in a place that experiences really extreme climates Mm -hmm. but often we think about winter Right. right. So like not having access to boots and gloves and those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But heat is just as much of. An oh, absolutely. Sure. You can be just as in danger oh, yeah. of dying in minus 40 as you are in plus 40. So absolutely. Um, we actually reached out to the city of Winnipeg to see, uh, ask sort of what is available in terms of public water sources and mm-hmm. f- free things. And if the city had any plans to put up water fountains in public spaces. Uh, and we got this reply. I'm just going to read it verbatim. Uh, says the city of Winnipeg is not currently considering the installation of any new public water fountains. During heat events, a potable water tank is placed near the Salvation Army shelter. The tank is currently located on Henry Avenue. Uh, the tank provides access to clean drinking water at no charge. During heat events, the city also reminds residents and visitors that civic facilities can be used as cooling centers. Potable tap water is available in these facilities at no cost. The public is welcome to refill their water bottles during regular operating hours. So places such as the library. The library. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. That's a really good example. Yeah. And then you have access to air conditioning as well. As well. Yes. Uh, So not only water, but some air. So no technical outdoor public water fountains, but there are options. 
I think they should make adult splash pads. I agree. Because <laughs> it's like creepy as heck if there's like a random adult standing in a totally. splash pad with a bunch of children. But there should be. Yeah. Yeah. Because that is honestly the most refreshing thing. Or even just filling like those showers at Folk Fest. Yeah. Yeah. Or just filling like a kiddie pool with water and putting your feet in it goes a long way spray bottle for your feet that was a trick that you introduced to me oh yes very refreshing good one and also just if you can stay outside stay inside stay inside do what Aaron does every day in the summer and be an indoor (laughs) cat so we're gonna end things with reading watching listening um I swore that I would never again watch a season of Bachelor or Bachelorette. But you did. But I you? did. And I feel like a horrible human. Come on. I know. But then I, I don't know why I got so invested. And then my partner got invested. And then it became like a Monday night thing where we would watch Bachelorette. I mean, we missed a few episodes and it was fine. But um, it was the finale this week where she had to pick the person that she was going to get engaged to. And boy, howdy. It was quite an episode. <laughs> <laughs> it was a three hour finale. I, I no, wait. Okay. <laughs> what? Yeah. Because they like so long. They like intersplice it with live live chats. It, it's like those dance shows in the summer that are on like four times a week. Yeah. Two hours at a time. Yeah. Like, who like who watches these? So I purposefully PVR'd it so that I could fast forward through. Because the last time I watched a finale, I like was like I just wasted my life. Oh, like move. You watched it live. Yeah. Before yeah. this time, I PVR'd and I could smart zip zip through. But uh, so I zip zip through most of the first two hours and then the part came when she had to pick between the two final guys. It was so good. This guy, everyone, I think, thought that she's going to pick this guy, Blake, because he got like the what's Blake's deal. Blake, I honestly can't remember what his profession is or what his age is. I feel like he was some kind of like sales rep. I think they were both sales reps, both guys. Um he he was one of her favorites like right from the beginning so we're like oh obviously she's gonna pick Blake because he's been like pretty consistent all the way through and then she just like shut it down she just yeah he thought he won and he got off the little boat they were on some beach in the Maldives I don't know and he goes up to her and he's like you can see in his face that he was like I got got this this. yeah I'm ready to propose and he starts like doing his proposal spiel and she's like wait I need a minute and she like composes herself and she basically shut him down by saying that because their relationship was so consistent and strong from the beginning it stopped her from developing other relationships with people and his face just like dropped now and he was catatonic like he was crying and shaking and doing like the shoulder shake cry oh my yeah yeah it was amazing really wanted to yeah so so here's something sorry i need to interject yeah 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 yeah. don't watch please do please do so in both this is the bachelorette yes so in both the bachelor and the bachelorette the guy proposes either way yes see i think in the bachelorette the girl should propose 100 percent. i agree what on earth i agree regardless they walk off into the forest or the jungle i don't know what i guess it would be the jungle if it was the maldives and he's like crying and she's trying to talk to him and he's like i love you and she's like "Mm, okay and then then he leaves shaky shoulder crying catatonic hysterical like like can barely keep himself composed she's in the jungle having a panic attack like literally hunched over she's like i can't breathe well and also you're in the jungle so right so then the other guy comes and it's a proposal and his name is garrett and he's fine whatever but then before the the proposal comes, they cut to the live segment and like Blake's on the couch watching this back for the first time. And he was just like, <gasps> he was is just, he crying again? No, but you could tell that it was cutting pretty deep. 
Uh, I, you know what though? I do love a man who cries. They both cried to be fair. I, I do appreciate Garrett that. cried when he was talking to her family, which I found very endearing. I appreciate that. Cause I he was pre- talking to her sister. Like He's it. like, I love her for these reasons. And he just started crying. And I was like, Oh, that's why I love Raphael and Jane the Virgin. Cause he just like cries, cries at everything. I love it. Yeah. 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 So that was my Monday night. That's what I've been watching. And now it's come to an end and I'm fine with it. I feel like I saw some sort of tweets or something that suggested that she made the wrong choice. I think everyone was rooting for Blake. For me personally, Blake had a bit of a serial killer vibe. So he just had that look in his eyes that there was like a little wackadoo in there, you know, like just waiting to come out. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy she went with Garrett. What a recap. That was my fiance's pick was Garrett. And he texted me ferociously being like, did she pick my guy? And yes, he, she did. Yeah. So I see the, you're, you'll watch it next time. Won't you? I refuse. No, no I refuse. You will. You're going to watch it. No, I'm not. I will not. That was like a literally a hundred hours of my life that I'm never getting back. Three hours. Normally it's two hours. My goodness. I know. I know. I'm the worst person. I can't do anything for three hours. If I exercise for three hours every Monday night instead of watch that, my life would be very different. Hey, if you set up a treadmill. That's true. <laughs> um, When it was back like at Folk Fest. Yeah. I mentioned that I was reading Sharp Objects. Oh, yeah. Gillian Flynn novel. Yeah. And now I'm watching Sharp Objects on HBO. I feel like you brought this up once already. Have I brought this up or was I going to bring this up? Because I feel like I asked you who was in it and you said it was Amy Adams. Yes, it is. So maybe I have talked about this before. Well, you can talk about it again. That's Because fine. I'm still watching the show. And honestly, I don't love it. I don't love oh, it. Oh, okay. I, I haven't started yet, so maybe I won't bother. There's been like a few good episodes. I think it's worth watching. I think mm-hmm. you should bother. because I, I mean, mean if I can sit through three hours of Bachelorette, I can sit through pretty much anything. I mean, like it's prestige TV. But like it's moving so slowly <laughs> and it's done soon how and many episodes? not even like, like a six or seven something like that yeah we're near the point is we're nearing the end and, and there's not like, even huh? like we need there's a lot to do and it's stressing <laughs> me out like it's like okay i've read the book i know what happens there's not even like but a whisper like, of who the, the killer is i feel like big little lies was similar though that it kind of was slow and then the last two episodes you're like oh my god like everything happened uh, but yeah. yeah like i because i've read big little lies too I read it after I watched the show, which is sometimes iffy, different, right? Um, But I felt like it was a little more well-paced. Whereas, yeah. Whereas Sharp Objects, it's like, literally, I'm stressed out. Like, you have stuff to get done. Why are we, (laughs) like, doing, like, another weird montage? Like, (laughs) so Amy Adams, though, is amazing in this role so she's I, very versatile i think she's incredibly underrated as an actress yeah she is great um and so is patricia patricia clarkson i think is her name oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah um she is so perfect in the role of the mother it's ridiculous <laughs> so i'm looking forward to seeing where it goes but i'm also kind of like hmm I don't know about this application. <laughs> it's not, not for me. <laughs> um, what else? I think that's it. I think that's it for today. I think that's it for today. So you can find everything that we are working on. I feel like you just forgot where we worked. I did forget. <laughs> <laughs> Press.com is what she's trying to yes, land that's what, on. Yeah, that's where you can find everything that we are working on, writing about. I think we're taking a break from writing about food. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, Burger Week is nigh, so we're That's not true. that far so off. So a little bit of a rest. Yeah. Um, you can also follow us on social media. I'm at Jen Zerati on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at Nye Rebel on Instagram and Twitter. And we will see you next week. Bye.